Art of Visuals community and welcome to the Art of Visuals podcast, a content series to inspire the creators, the mavericks, the hustlers, and the visionaries who believe that art and creativity have the power to impact and change culture. This series was created for you, the explorers of the world. We're here because you're not alone on this journey to becoming your best self. This series shares real authentic stories direct from the world's most talented creative community. These stories are meant to inspire, motivate, and educate you and the rest of the AOV family. With over a decade of experience in entrepreneurship, content creation, and self-development, the AOV team is here to create a new kind of culture within our community, one that inspires action, love, growth, and fulfillment. You are now tuning in to the AOV Podcast. What's happening, world? Prince McClinton here with another episode of the AOV Podcast. Today's guest is adventure photographer and rock climber based out of Salt Lake City, Utah, Shell Martinow. Shell, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks, Prince, for having me. I'm super stoked to talk about a little bit myself and my adventures. Dude, I'm stoked to have you on the show, man. Ever since we got on the phone, man, I can just see the the glow, your aura, your presence. And I can just tell you're just really enjoying life right now. And, uh, your stoke makes me stoked. So I'm just, I'm happy to be, you know, on the podcast with the, you know, with you right now. Why don't you start by giving us a little bit of background on yourself? So, yeah, I mean, I'm 22 years old, got into photography about two years ago was when I got my first camera. Was always sort of interested in it, just snapping iPhone pics where we went and it wasn't until like my first backpacking trip. Uh, my friend Evan, he had a little Canon T3, I believe. He was taking some long exposures of us. And me and my friend Garrick, we had, we had no idea why we had to stand still for so long. And we were like, oh, it's like not a big deal. But when he showed us the final product, we were like, we were just in awe. We were like running around yelling, <laughs> like, oh my God, like look at the stars. Like, <laughs> um, it was amazing and just like just kind of that moment really made me want to just go around capture at least memories and that kind of just blossomed into being able to travel around and turn that into a little bit of income so yeah i love that so that was the catalyst that was the moment you fell in love with photography yeah i it was absolutely like amazing like that feeling where you're just like holy cow like that was five seconds ago and like we have this moment forever and i i still look back on like those pictures we had like this green tent that we lit up super ghetto mm-hmm. um it's like way blown out now but like man just that photo i can just look back on it and just have all these memories flow back so just kind of having that feeling was like what made me want to capture everything like that Dude, i love that so that was your first exposure to photography what happened after that you know when did you grab a camera and get into the game and, and really start getting into this so that was in October. Um, not sure if it's 2017. Yeah, I believe it's 2017. And I got a, a Nikon D3100 for 200 bucks in January. Just like we have something called KSL. It's kind of like a local Craigslist. Um, some guy was just getting rid of it. So I swooped it up right when I had 200 bucks and fell in love with it. Dude, that's so sick. And were you already you were already an outdoor adventurer at this point, right? You had already fallen in love with the outdoors, or did that come after photography? Yeah, I mean, I, I was just at that time starting to get into climbing as well because I was sort of in that transition phase from I was trying to fill this void of, like, having soccer all the time since I was really big into soccer all growing up. 
I was basically finding new hobbies to stay fit. So I did a lot of hiking already and I was trying to find a way to elevate that. And that kind of came into like backpacking and rock climbing. Um, so yeah. That's dope. Do you ever get Jimmy Chin references? Dude, I wish because Jimmy Chin is straight up the greatest, and that that would seriously be like the biggest compliment. <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. Cool, man. So, how did you get into? You know, tell me a little bit about your background. So, you grew up on the East Coast, right? And you actually didn't grow up with the outdoors at first. Yeah, I mean, it's just like grew up in like New York and Vermont until I was about eight. Um, from that point on, I just played soccer like recreation soccer like you know you have like these little like colored jerseys and like everyone runs around and then that was during the time where my dad was finishing up school so his family is originally from utah so right when he finished up we came straight back out here mm-hmm. um and so that was basically i feel like when life starts counting like before eight you're kind of just goofing around and like not really knowing what you're doing but i i feel like salt lake is where i kind of developed as a person and had the most impact on me Right. Isn't it, it's funny how, like, when you grow up in a city, for whatever reason, we all seem to get pushed into doing, like, scholastic sports versus, like, outdoor activities. Right. You know, but anyone that's, like, from a smaller town, like, has a lot more, like, from childhood, like, they have a lot more outdoor activities and camping and things like that, that a lot of city folk don't get to experience, you know? I know. I I wish more people could, because, like, I, I see it more now, like, you go to the climbing gym, and there's, there's like, little kids there just crushing, and I think that nowadays, it's, like, rock climbing is becoming bigger, like, gyms are getting more packed, and kind of, people are starting younger, um, so I think it's really cool to kind of watch, like, everything change over, like, I guess, as people stray away from, like, football, because, like, the injuries and stuff, people are finding other, other sports to fulfill that, kind of, that's just, like, my take on it, just from what I've seen lately, um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. I love it. What do you love about climbing? Oh, man. Um, at first, I just, I thought it was fun. Like, you know, you just get to the top of a bowling wall, jump off, and like, it doesn't hurt. You just land on a nice pad. You get to be a big kid. Um, yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> and then now, I, I feel like climbing has been able to like help elevate like my photos because like, Man, like there, there's so many places I roll up to now. And before I even start shooting, like I just run and just climb up like a bunch of rocks. And I'm just like, the vantage points you get from them, like the amount, it's like it's almost adds in a whole element of versatility because uh, people will be like a little bit worried to climb up, or people won't think about that. So I think just like the confidence that I was given is like something I loved about it, and like it got over my fear of heights. Um, I think it just like as a personal growth, that's something I've grown to love about it more than just like the actual act of the sport. What about, uh, on the education side, like what is climbing? Like, what have you learned from climbing? Like, what has it taught you as far as just life? Oh, life. I think keep pushing there. There'll be a lot of times when like a route you're doing or whatever, um, there'll be a move you're stuck on and then you can come back to it after a few weeks and for some reason it just clicks. It's just like this weird mix of like persistence and like mental strength of where you just keep trying it. And that, that moment you get it is it's almost weird because it doesn't seem hard. And you're like, why, why can I get this for so long? And then just when like that moment clicks and like everything starts going your way, it's like, it's beautiful. Um, 
I love that about it. I think that um, not just kind of like in life, but just like about your body, like learning balance, like your good balance points. Like there's a technique called flagging where you essentially just like you basically counterweight your body to make it a little bit more easy to like hang. Um, I think that's something that's good to know about yourself in like a physical aspect. It's it's good workout, <laughs> um, you know. <laughs> Definitely, people should check it out. I, I think more people should do climbing. Dude, I just I just got into it a little bit. Uh, my buddy Mark Solon took me for my first time, and I've since gone a few times by myself. And, dude, it's – I'm not going to lie. The first time I climbed, and it helped that, you know, I had people there telling me, like, holy cow, like, dude, you're natural. You have a body for this. Like, you have the like, – uh-huh. like, and I just had a lot of fun because I quickly, like – got to like the media intermediate advanced climbing routes like my first time like it started at the beginning and I just quickly made my way over and and like yeah. like the first time I got stuck I was like I have to get this like and it's funny. <laughs> yeah you have to think and use your head and like it's it's strategic and it's power and it's but it's finesse at the same time it's so many things bundled into one it's, and awesome. it's such a beautiful experience and so definitely totally totally feel that how did you get into the outdoors? So you moved, you weren't really doing the outdoor stuff. You were, you were doing a lot of sports and then you started hanging out with some friends, I imagine. Yeah, that was my first, like, I had gone camping with my family, just kind of like the normal stuff. Um, I dated a girl, she did long distance running. She was like just a tank. She was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, she'd take me on like really gnarly hikes and like it would be miserable but um after a while you like you realize like the hike's kind of the journey it's the grind and then you roll up to this beautiful spot and it's like not many people are doing 10 to 25 mile hikes like so you you just know you're just like man like i'm i'm super lucky to like have this ability to be here like to put the work in um so she she was a huge like part of me getting into the outdoors because it was when we'd hang out, we'd go hiking and like, you know, like any time you spend with a loved one is a good time. So she was a huge influence on me as well. And then that kind of transitioned into my friends, Evan and Garrick, who started getting me outdoors all the time. And they, they're true, true rugged men. They're, they're mm-hmm. awesome. Um, but they, they really helped push me. And then I feel like I kind of took that momentum and I haven't been able to travel as much with them as I'd like, but I think I've been able to kind of take this momentum and keep it going, keep traveling, like keep the travel bug going. But dude, that's epic. Tell me about, uh, so when you got into this, you know, there's, I guess there's like oftentimes two paths into sports. And I kind of talked to you about it earlier about how, uh, before we started the podcast about when I grew up skating, like I was like a dirt bag and then there was like the rich kids that had all the brand new gear and the nice stuff. And, uh, oftentimes in my experience, the dirt bags, we were, you know, the better, the much, you know, we were the guys that could really ride while everyone else was kind of just trying to figure it out and whatnot. So I'm curious, did you hop into the outdoors and in backcountry backpacking and climbing with like a ton of money and gear, or did you kind of dirt bag and just kind of figure stuff out, grab random tools and things you had and just go for it, just send it? Oh, I'm, I mean, I had no gear when we went. My friends actually, they roasted me so bad when I rolled up. I I had like eight shirts with me for like a three-day trip. Like, and like, I I didn't even have a backpacking backpack. They straight up just gave me, it was, it was like a 35 liter. So it's like fairly pretty small. 
So the outside of my bag was, I had so much stuff just strapped on and like I found some rope in my garage and like was tying on my sleeping bag and like <laughs> fell off like three or four times. And it was, it was like miserable in a sense, but like awesome because like I look back on that and now I can be much more appreciative of my gear. Um, I ended up, um, I had a lot of friends who worked in the outdoor industry and you get pro deals. So you can basically get gear for a super affordable price. Um, so I got into that. I started working at like backcountry.com. I went and worked probably one of the worst jobs in my life. Uh, I just did a warehouse job, just like mindless slaving, but like I knew it'd pay off because I ended up, I got my backpacking set up for 60 to 70% off of what I would have paid normally. So for like a few hundred bucks, I was able to get a tent backpack, sleeping bag. Um, so I, I, in sense, I have nice gear, but I got it for a really great price. Um, so I kind of just like, instead of working a job that paid me a little bit better, took the hit and then used the opportunity to turn that into gear stuff that I will use for probably the next 10 years. Um, I ended up working at Patagonia as well. Um, you can catch me with just a few outfits now on my trips, <laughs> but like it's, it was awesome. Like one of the best experiences of my life to have this outdoor like industry on my portfolio, I guess. Uh, I definitely recommend that to anyone who's interested. You, it also is great to see how like those kind of businesses run on the inside. Like all their values are amazing. Um, there's a reason why they all do really well and have loyal followings. Right. I think that they have a good sense of respect um, for the customers, for the outdoors, like giving back. Dude, I love that. I think you hit the the hammer on the nail with that one. Um, let's talk about lifestyle. So. You were in college for pre-med. Yeah. And tell me what happened there. Yeah. So spent the first three years of college just doing pre-med. Um, it was good. I mean, school, school. Um, but uh, basically after three years, um, that girl who really got me into we dated for four and a half to five years. It was a pretty long relationship. Um, we ended up splitting up and things got kind of tough. And like, I used the outdoors as kind of an escape, um, for myself. Like mm-hmm. it would, that, that was a crazy semester. I think every single weekend, um, we ended up going on a four day trip. So I started missing class. Um, my mind was just couldn't focus on school. Um, it, it was honestly like, when I look back on it now, I was glad it happened, but like, I felt so broken. So it was kind of the way of getting my mind off things. It's like, Therapy. you don't have, yeah, you don't have service. You don't have the ability to like, you're worrying about like where, where you're going to eat. Like if you're going to get water, like if you have like your water filter, like you're like, we're running low. Like, you know, you're worrying about the true stuff. Like you're not worrying about all this extra stuff that like the internet and social media can give you. Um, so, like, after that, I kind of used that as a means of therapy, I guess. Um, came back from all these trips. I guess just, like, some family stuff started going on. And then I was like, this is a great opportunity for me to take a chance on myself. Like, you know, not in the sense of, like, the large scale, these are not horrible things. But it's kind of like, you know, now is the time for me to take a chance on myself. I think that this is a good stopping point. Um, everything's kind of going haywire, so I might as well just drop it and then just just send it on my way to what I really want to do. Probably the best decision of my life. I dropped out last fall, and 
is kind of a building session for me. I didn't have any back end. I just took photos for fun, website building, portfolio building, like networking. And now I'm kind of doing the part where you get to enjoy it. Like I'm meeting up with a bunch of people. We're mobbing around to some of the coolest spots in the Southwest. It's, it's amazing. So I'm, I'm really stoked that like I was able to go through that and now turn this into something I want to do and actually start enjoying it now. <laughs> Dude, but, I love yeah. it. It takes a lot of courage to do what you did. And I understand that, you know, you had some pressure from your family, which is why you went into pre-med and, but it takes a lot of courage to, to, to leave something like that and to go follow, you know, your intuition. And like I told you earlier, I mean, the school's always going to be there. Like you can always go back to school at any time and finish if that's something you choose to do. And so there's really no risk. And, you know, while you're young, it's a great time to just go discover who you are, try to forge, you know, create, create a life in your, on your own terms, you know, and, and, and give it a shot and go for it. And so I like, I'm super inspired by, you know, guys like you that just, that just go for it, you know, and I can totally relate to you a lot in that way. Tell me a little bit about, you know, driving around and living out of your car with your buddies and just the dirtbag life, bro. Tell me the good stuff. What's yeah, so, man, it was actually um, at the beginning of February. My friend Austin, he just, like, I had never met him. We just followed each other on Instagram. And, like, this just goes to show how far one little gesture will take you. Um, he he should have just messaged me. He's like, me and some buddies are going around California. Um, I had never driven to California, like, I've been there a few times for soccer, um, never really been there to enjoy it. Um, he hit me up and I was like, you know, like I'm going to do this for myself. I, I packed my bags up, got in the car and drove 12 hours to meet them. Um, I spent a few days alone actually waiting for them to come. I just went a little bit earlier and then I basically met Austin and my friend Zach. We've spent a whole, I think a week and a half to two weeks just Mob around the desert of California, went up by the Sierras and then Sick. through Southern Utah. And then we, we split ways there the whole time. We were just like, just camping where we could sleeping in the back of a car. If we we're feeling too tired, didn't want to set the tent up. And then I, I figured that would be it. I was like, well, like great trip. We're done. I got home for a day and my friend Zach's like, Hey, like, I'm coming back up. Like we should, we should do something. So I, I got home, repacked the car, went back out. We spent another week and a half living in the back of our cars. It's awesome. We met, we met so many people. Like we met Ryan Rataka and Zion. We met up with like Paul, Andrew, Colin and Kane. They flew out. We spent like about a week with them. Uh, super rad. That's they let sick. us chill in the Airbnb, so it made it a little bit more manageable. <laughs> We'd like me and Zach would just go sleep in our cars, then just roll in after sunrise, and then just kind of recoup together. So it was like really nice. And then, man, it it's so liberating to wake up just in your trunk. You like look right <laughs> outside, and if if you're lucky enough to be able to sleep at the spot you're shooting, like just have that. Just take it all in first thing in the morning. That is, the it's best. awesome. It's addicting, which is like kind of scary. I'm like, why am I just live in a car for the rest of my life, you know? <laughs> but um, that, bro. Like, I know, right? It makes you happy. We all have different. Everyone wants different things, and it, you know, we shouldn't. We don't want like we all want different things, and everyone should go for what they want, you know? I know, right? Just do, just do you. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just like something about just like you know cooking outside you only have one burner you have to mix all your food on one pan and like never being able to fully clean your pan it's like 
it it really simplifies life and i think with the internet and all this like social pressures that are somehow like implemented these days it's nice to be away from that just be with some real people real friends and like real places just that's all you have um it's really awesome so who inspires you like as a photographer oh man my number ones might be I think it's Quinn. Somehow I ended up on a trip with him to have a suit by. I didn't have no idea why I was invited to that, but I was able to like hike around with him and Jess. That was actually a funny story. It's probably one of the most miserable days of my life. I worked like nine to seven. My camera was broken. So I, I spent the last of my money on a new camera and had to overnight ship it to my house. I didn't even set it up. So all my photos are from January 2017 <laughs> when I look for them because the dates were all messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I got home at 7 p.m., packed my car up, left at 8, drove down to the Havasupai Trailhead. I got there at 4 a.m., no sleep, hiked in the 10 or 11 miles. And right when I got there at like 6.30, they were like, hey, we're heading out to the Confluence, which is – I think it's another 16 or like 18 mile hike and I, I hadn't eaten anything I was just like well like you know never too late to feel more alive you know just like I ate a cliff bar and then we hiked another 18 miles and it was, it was awesome it's like just being able to sh- see him shoot and like the way him and Jess worked together I think that's what really inspired me honestly it's pretty crazy to watch that I feel like super lucky to have the opportunity he's always finding crazy spots he's kind of the same like when we rolled up like he was like 30 feet on some cliff i was like bro like when did you get there like he was just like showing me there's like an insane angle and like that that really made me like my initial response now when i go to a place is kind of just like there i've seen this one shot here so much but like what else is there there's got to be something and you got to do everything to you know find a new vantage point so I, I'd say he's probably my biggest inspiration just because I was able to personally meet him, watch him, and, like, see see his process. Um, it's really amazing. I think Jamie out, I think he's balling out because yeah. Ship has a – he has a family, and he is making the time to get to some gnarly places like that. He's a rad dude. You know, it's like I, – I was actually listening to this podcast on my, on my drive back, but, like, People people will say they don't have time for stuff, but this dude's got a family. He's out there still hiking like twenty plus miles to get to insane views. Like it's a choice. You just gotta make Yeah, it's such a choice. You definitely gotta you make time for the things you love. So if you're not making time for it, you don't love it enough. Dude, apparently. <laughs> facts, bro. And it sounds like Quinn is a fantastic individual. I'd love to I'm gonna reach out to him. I'd love to have him on the podcast. Uh it sounds it's really nice of guys like that to take you to take you in and to show you the ropes and stuff and it's kind of cool because when you're out traveling and you're just living it like the school of hard knocks is the best academy on the planet like you're just learning all the time and the fact is you're out there doing it you're learning on your own but then you run into these guys and you meet up with these guys and then you get to see how they do it what their process is like how they execute how they work and you get to learn things and you get to like the more you're out and the more people you meet the more you get to grow and the more aware you become of, you know, your strengths, weaknesses and and things like that. And that's really beautiful. Yeah. It's awesome. And like, uh, just another thing that I think is just awesome is like, there's so much fluff. I feel like in this world these days, like if someone's like, 
like if someone texts you and then you add in like an extra haha or like you know lol to like lighten the mood or something like that like quinn is like extremely real he just gives you just exactly what you asked for like no fluff and like i think that's something that like i really want to work on i think that like like you he doesn't add anything extra there's no fillers he just gives it to you straight and you're just like wow like it's so efficient like you know it saves so much time you didn't give me any extra shit that i had to like listen to like it's i I love that about him and just like i i I feel like some people might take it the wrong way as like bluntness but i think that he's just keeping it real out there you know no absolutely communication and directness there's nothing wrong with that and i think Oftentimes, as a society, we just become sensitive, which is why we have to add so much. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, it, it was nice for a change. It's like, wow, like, you know, you're right. That's all you needed to say to get your point across. And it's nice to think about it that way. So how do you, how, how are you feeling? So how are you affording to travel? Like, how are you making money to put gas in the gas tank and have food on these trips and things like that? Like, what's the hustle look like? So yeah, in fall, I was working full-time at Patagonia, um, so I was just kind of saving up my money there. I am pretty low on money right now, I'm going to be honest. The reserves but, are low. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and um, I don't regret it one bit, but I now that my portfolio is built, I've started to reach out to companies. I'm actually heading up to Portland um, the next two weeks with my friend Colin and Zach, um, and actually like one of the companies I reached out to the, the payments covering all that. Nice. And like, to me, Colin it's creates. like, I won't, yep. Colin okay. creates and Good Zach Testa. They, they're both so cool. Like I love both of them. So like, I'm super excited. And like, even though technically I'm not making a net gain off of it, like my experience will go up. Um, like who else would you want to roll around the PNW with, you know, right, <laughs> it's exactly. like, it's freaking awesome. So I, I can worry about that stuff later. I don't make, a fat amount of money you're off building, of photos. You're building a portfolio of experiences while others are building a portfolio of stocks. You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and we all have, like I said, everyone's different. Some people, mm-hmm. if some if people, they thing, want that. All, yeah. It's all about the money. And then, and, and that's cool. That's your thing. And you shouldn't have anything to say about the guy who's all about the experiences and wants to live his life and enjoy the world around him and treat it as his playground. Because I can see that in you. Like, the world is your playground. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now now is the time, too. It's like, I'm 22. So what if I sleep on some rocks for the night? I'd rather do it now <laughs> than when I'm, like, 50. Like, you can get me a hotel room later. <laughs> no, absolutely, man. So what are you most excited about right now? Oh, um, I'm going to Madagascar in May for a month. Um, that's basically where a lot of my money went to. Luckily it's cheap when you go over there. We're going to be for 30 days. We just got a sprinter van. And, um, so in Utah, there's like big Mormon culture. Mm -hmm. I I assume you know that, but they do something called like a mission. Mm -hmm. Um, they go to like another country or state for two years. And one of my friends went to Madagascar. So he speaks Malagasy. So he hit me up, and his friend does a tourism business out there. Um, so we're going to go up. He's going to show us around. He got us a sprinter van for 30 days, and we're going to, like, essentially help promote him. Like, we'll give him content. Um, also, just enjoy ourselves. 
Uh, sorry, guys, we had a little disconnection in the internet, but basically we had, I had asked him what drives his passion in photography and travel and what motivates him to keep going, and more or less, Shell basically said, you know, I love getting out of my comfort zone and, and just living my life and going for things that are kind of outside of the box, thinking outside of the box, and just the reality is, like, you know, as a human, like, dude, there's so much more to life, and there's so much you can do, and there's so much out there, and he just wants to go for it himself and hopefully inspire other people around him to just go for it, and so I think that's really beautiful, man, and before we wrap up with the closing question, I just want to let you know, I'm so stoked to talk to you. Like, I get I get so much stoke out of just, dude, you answered, the, when I first called you, you answer, you got backpacking gear all <laughs> over your freaking floor, stuff everywhere. You're laying, you're laying down. You're the first person I've ever podcasted with that's just, like, laying down, chilling, and just, like, just, like, so, com- like, I love your confidence. You're just so comfortable and just, like, in your own skin, dude, and, like, like that's like that's the way I picture youth and like that's what lights me up inside is when I see young guys like you just full of soul and life like it makes me so happy I'm not looking into some depressed 22 year old who's working a job he hates or is in school that he you know doesn't enjoy and just contemplating all these things in his life it's nice to just to just see such a a beautiful spirit like yours and and with that said to, to close out the podcast I know you listen to these and so I always give our guests, you know, a chance to just really share the stoke and, and lay some words of wisdom to really try to inspire other people and, and motivate them to just get out there and, and, and live their best life. And with that said, I'd like to give you the floor to just share whatever you'd like to share with the AOV community. Yeah, I mean, just to, just to add on to a little bit earlier, it's just like everyone is amazing in their own ways. I, I really, if you're ever contemplating something or doubting yourself, just please go try it. Um, I think you might amaze yourself on what you're capable of doing. It's hard to see people sitting there just instead of even like giving any sort of effort, they're like, nah, this wouldn't work because of X, Y, or Z. It's like, man, please just try it. Take a chance. You might surprise yourself. Um, tomorrow is too late. You got to start doing it now. I just want anyone who listens to this just to just realize that like time's not unlimited. You just kind of got to go for it. I think I, I really want people to take a chance on themselves. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it. The time is now. Shell Martineau. Appreciate you, brother. And thank you for coming on the show, my man. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. You killed it. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the AOV podcast. Our goal here at Art of Visuals is to keep everything free and to keep creating great tools and resources for you guys to utilize to to achieve all your guys' dreams in the photography, filmmaking, and content creation world, even entrepreneurship. With that said, we picked up Adorama as a sponsor to help us cover some of our costs, and we're grateful for them. All we ask of you guys is if you're going to purchase gear, we'd really love it if you guys would head over to Adorama.com and make your purchase there instead of elsewhere. And just know that when you guys do that, you guys will also somewhat be supporting Art of Visuals and allowing us to continue to create great content for you guys, uh, like our podcasts, our free app, and a lot of the other great things we do. Also, if you listen to the podcast, all of the AOV presets are now free. So check out our website shop.artivisuals.com 
I'll get some free presets. The artist presets are still for sale. If you want to support the artist and you should support the artist, uh, just know that that money goes to them and we're also going to be reworking that commission structure here in the next month. So we're really stoked about that. But go get some free presets. And if you guys want to buy gear, please support us, help us out. Go to Adorama.com. Peace.